Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. How y'all doing tonight? Some pretty faces, some handsome faces. So last week I had a little vacation too, um, but not the kind of vacation you want to go on. <laughs> um, actually, for those of you who don't know, I did get in a wreck last week and I was supposed to preach. Um, but I want to thank you guys because I heard that y'all got in a prayer circle and prayed for me. And y'all don't know how much that means to me and how special that is to me. So I wanted to thank y'all. And before I get into preaching, um, I want to pray because I need it. So y'all can bow y'all heads. God, I just thank you for tonight, Lord God. I just thank you that you have a special word for each and every one of these students, each and every one of the leaders, for me, Lord God. And I just pray that you would just speak through me, Lord God. I pray that I moved out of the way, Lord God, and that you just have your way, that your spirit is just speaking in and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I was telling Jonathan actually a little bit earlier. So my teaching style might be different from anyone else you've ever, because he's funny and then he brings it like hard, but mine's going to be kind of heavy at first, but then it's going to have an enlightening part at the end. So yeah, <laughs> um, yay. <laughs> um, so I want to share some stories with you guys before I get into my message. And like I said, the stories are going to be kind of heavy, so just don't look at me and be like, man, she's like depressed. Like she needs some help, needs some, needs some Jesus. Um, because it's going to have a point at the end. So here it goes. Um, there are many different people in this world you can share of tragedies and tribulations and the things that they had to walk through before. Um, and these are just a few of the stories that have been told. Um, a man who lost his home and his land due to flooding. Very common in Louisiana. <laughs> um, a woman who lost her husband due to tragedy. Um, a young man who became a drunkard and lost everything he had in the process. Um, a woman who had low self-esteem causing depression and anger. Uh, a woman who was d- disobedient and caused great heartache for her family. A man who committed murder and was shunned by society. A man who committed adultery and tried to cover it up. And a woman who ran to many other men in pursuit of love and worth. And like I said, these stories are pretty heavy But how many times do we hear of these stories in our society? It's becoming an everyday thing where you hear of one of these stories. Um, You hear people filled with heartache and grief and frustration and anger and depression and loss and tragic accidents. Um, But all of these people have one thing in common, and that's each and every one of them have a story. And so I want to ask you a question. Um, Is this how their story ends, or is this just the beginning of their story? And that's kind of going to get me into the title of my message, and Marielle can put it up. So the title of my message is Redeeming. Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Redeeming. Yay. <laughs> so as you can see, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Good job, Marielle. <laughs> um, as you can see, it's Redeeming, and then it has a little blank underneath it. So I'm going to explain that in a little bit. So redeeming. So a weird quirk about me is that I love definitions. I love finding out definitions of words and what they mean. So what is redemption? Um, Redemption is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. It is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. So let me ask you some questions. How many of you own a car in here? Not a lot of you, right? Okay. So I figured a lot of you might not have cars. So I have this question. How many of you borrowed money from someone before? Everyone needs to raise their hand. I'm pretty sure you borrowed money at some point. 
Now, how many of you borrow money from someone and you still haven't paid them back? Yeah, <laughs> some of you getting convicted in here tonight. I see it on your face. No, I'm kidding. Um, how many of you would have loved, let's say you had a car, um, if someone would have went and paid your debt for you and expected nothing in return? I'm pretty sure I would love if someone would go pay off my $16,000 car note, right? Or even if it was $10. I'm pretty sure I would love if someone would do that. Yes. Jonathan's over there saying yes. Um, this is an example of redemption. Gaining something in exchange for payment. So someone paid off your debt. So you received a car because someone paid your payment for you. Or you received $10 in your bank account. Which is probably what I have in my bank account right now. Um, yeah. Um, so like we can see, redemption causes a story to change or shift. So, for example, if someone went and paid off my car, now I own that car and my life is totally different. I don't have a debt to be paid. So the redemption causes a story to change or shift. I want to look at a passage in the Bible that brings about a shift because of this word redemption. So Israel had fell away from the Lord. Um, and by that, I mean, they were doing things to their body that they shouldn't. They were doing things to other people's body that they shouldn't. They were worshiping idols. Um, and in the previous chapters of Hosea is where I'm going to be looking at. In the previous chapters of Hosea, all it talks about is the Lord's punishment and how he's going to punish them because of what they're doing is wrong. And, um, they need to be punished for their disobedience. But I think it's very cool in the very last chapter of Hosea, what it says. And so we're going to read it. Um, Hosea 14, 1 through 9. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our gods. No, and you alone do the orphans find mercy. The Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithfulness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. O Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes from me. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. So I'm going to be sharing three points from the scripture because, as you can see, that's a total redeeming change from God showing his punishment and saying how disobedient they are. And then he goes into all these other things, saying, like, how he loves them and all these things. But there's one thing I want to do point out. And so I'm going to go back to one part of the scripture real quick. And that's Hosea 14, 1 through 2. It says, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all your sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. So just as I mentioned earlier about paying someone paying off a debt for you, what if someone were to pay a higher debt than $15 or $30 or $30,000? What if someone were to pay off something bigger than that? What if someone were to give all of themselves for you so that you could find life and freedom? 
And that's exactly what Jesus did for each and every one of us. He sacrificed his life so we could be free and experience this word redemption. But in order to experience this redemption, you have to first repent. And that's what's shown in this. It says, return, O Lord, to O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. So in order for you to receive this word redemption, you have to repent. You have to humble yourself before the Lord and come before him um, and turn your face towards the Lord. And then when you have repented of your sins and commit your life to the Lord, there are three different ways the Lord has redeemed us. And so I'm going to get into it. So number one, his redeeming love has saved us from all our sins. And so I'm going to kind of go into some scripture and I'm going to go back to the scripture that I was reading before. Um, so his redeeming love saved us from all our sin. Hosea 14:4. the Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. This is such a pure example of God's redeeming love. I mean, if you think about it, like imagine all the things that Israel was doing to their bodies, to the gods, like they were worshiping other gods, guys. And so this is a huge demonstration of whenever they repented to him and they turned to him, his love had no bounds. And he was healing them all, all their faithlessness. Um, but the moment they repented, the Lord had complete compassion and love for them. And then Ephesians 1, 7. Okay. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. So when Jesus died and shed his blood, our slate was completely washed clean and made brand new. How many of us in this room continue to look back on our sin or continue to fall into sin? I've been in the same boat where I felt so guilty and so ashamed because of my sinful acts. But I need to recognize that God redeemed all that on the cross and that his love had no bounds for that. Um, and so this was a huge revelation for me. So we as God's children, whenever we do this kind of thing, whenever we continue to fall back into sin or when we continue to feel that shame and that guilt, um, we allow what Jesus did on the cross to be something that's average because we continue to look back at the cross and say, well, he didn't save me from that guilt and that shame. He didn't save me from this sin. And so whenever we look at the cross and say, no, it has no power over the things that I've done. We allow the cross to be an average thing, an ordinary thing. And when you think that God doesn't love you, even through your faults, you are demeaning what he did on the cross for you. Because whenever he died on the cross, he was there for you so that you can know his love and that you can know that all your faults were going to be wiped clean. Um, so, yeah. So I'm going to go into number two. Um, his redeeming power saved us from every evil. And then I'm going into Hosea 14.8. Oh, Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes from me. So the scripture points to me how important prayer is. And so we just talked about how you need to repent before you become redeemed. And then we talked about his redeeming love and how it wipes all our faults. Just it wipes them away. And so you might be at that point where you're like, no, like, I know God wiped everything away. I know he loves me. Um, but this, the scripture just points to me how important prayer is in your relationship with God. Because so many Christians, so many people that know that they're loved, they walk around feeling oppressed. They feel bitter. They feel angry. They feel frustrated. They feel unsatisfied. Um, and so I'm going to go into this next scripture, Colossians 1, 13 through 14. 
For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So when we have repented and asked for forgiveness from God and from our, from our sins, the Lord rescued us from the domain of darkness and from every evil work that can be trans- just in our lives. So even when Jesus died on the cross, he displayed power by the ripping of the curtain. He was displaying power for us. He was demonstrating to us, like, look, I have power, and you're my child, so you can have this power that I have. And so whenever he ripped the curtain, he showed that no longer would we be, would God be disconnected from us. So whenever he did that, we're connected to God. We're, um, we're connected to God, and so we have that power. We have the ability to have power. So in the scripture, it says, all your fruit comes from me. So if the Lord display power on the cross, then we can implement, implement that same redeeming power in our spiritual lives and our prayer lives. Okay, man, going pretty fast. Um, and so that brings me to the next point, number three. His redeeming grace saved us from all our errors. Um, and read Hosea 14, five through seven. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. Um, the scripture is just such a huge change from the previous chapters that were shown about God's punishment on the people um, and how he was going to pour his wrath upon them and punish them. But then his heart totally changed within an instant. Like, just look at that where it says, my people will again live under my shade. He's just saying that his protection was going to be over the people, that they were going to be covered by him, that they were going to experience his protection. Um, in Romans three twenty three through 25, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. So I just want to explain to you guys, like, God can redeem every heartache, every pain, every worry, every broken relationship, every thought of feeling like you're unworthy, every feeling that you aren't enough, feeling like you're a failure, through his cross, he has extended that redeeming grace. I mean, just think back to those Israelites who did all of these things. They felt unsatisfied, so they were looking to other things. They felt broken. They felt like they were unworthy of God. And whenever they repented to him and whenever they came to him, he was able to just pour his redeeming grace over them. Man, I'm running really fast. Um, let me see. Okay, so... Remember in the beginning when I shared those eight people's stories? Um, well, I want to share the ending of their stories with you guys. Because like I said, I asked all the question, um, is this the ending of their stories or is it the beginning of the story? And to answer the questions, it was just the beginning of their stories. So remember the man who lost his home and his land due to flooding? God made a covenant with him to never flood the earth again. This was Noah's story. The woman who lost her husband in a tragic accident was remarried and gave birth to a son who would ultimately lead to the genealogy of Jesus. This was Ruth's story. 
The young man who became a drunkard and lost everything he had in the process was accepted back with open arms into his father's house and thrown a huge feast. This was the prodigal son's story. The woman who had low self-esteem, causing depression and anger, gave birth to Judah and Levi from where the Davidic kingdom and the priesthood were established. This was Leah's story. The woman who was disobedient and caused great heartache for her family was known as the mother of all the living. This was Eve's story. The man who committed murder and was shunned by society became a great leader and led the Israelites out of Egypt. This was Moses' story. The man who committed adultery and tried to cover it up became known as the man who was after God's own heart. This was David's story. The woman who ran to many other men in pursuit of love and worth. Her husband paid a high price to show her that she was worthy of being his wife. This was Gomer's story, Hosea's wife. So in the beginning of the story, all of you may have heard the situation or the tribulation they were in. And I think if y'all get anything out of tonight, that's what I really want you to understand is that wherever you're at in this life, wherever your story is at, where it might be a tribulation or a tragedy or it might be brokenness or it might be heartache or it might be frustration, it might be anger. I don't, I don't know where you're at, but I do know that it, it's not the end of your story, that it's the beginning of your story. And that each of these stories and in your story and in my story, God has shown his redeeming love. He has shown his redeeming power and he showed his redeeming grace. And just as all of these people's stories were redeemed, God can redeem any situation that you're in. He can redeem any feelings that have been broken. Um, and I know it's kind of early, but will everyone stand with me, please? So there are four people I really want to focus on tonight. And if it's not you, it's okay. Um, but I want to do an altar call, and I want to talk about these four people. So maybe you were that first person that I was talking about where you've never accepted salvation. You've never accepted God and Jesus into your heart, and you're at a place where you're broken and you're unsatisfied and you're feeling like, man, I'm, I'm not enough. Um, and I just want to encourage you that God's redemption is so beautiful and it's so holy and it's so pure. And I just want to encourage you tonight that if you feel like that's you and you've never given your life to the Lord, I just, I really want you to just experience redemption tonight. And so if that's you, can everyone bow their heads and close their eyes, please? Um, if that's you and you've never given your life to the Lord, I'd love for you to raise your hand right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now the second person I want to talk to is the person who is struggling with this, this story of redeeming love, feeling like your sin eliminates you from experiencing God's love, feeling like you are just not worthy enough to experience God's love. The third person I want to talk to is person who's struggling with redeeming power you know that God loves you you know that you are part of his kingdom that you are his child 
but you feel like you've been carrying around a weight. You feel like you've been carrying around past or present struggles, including fear and worry and lies. Like you've been just so weighted down by life and by the things that you're going through. And the fourth person I want to talk to tonight is the person who's struggling with redeeming grace, feeling like you have messed up so many times that God just cannot forgive you, that he cannot love you, that he he cannot save you from the mess that you're in, that you feel like you can't receive favor and blessings because you have just messed up so many times. If any of these four are you, I want to ask the leaders to come up right now. If any of these are you, and just take inventory right now, just really ask God to just speak into your heart right now. If any of those people are you, I'd like you to come up right now and get prayer. Guys, God is so good, and his redemption is so pure, and it's so holy, and it's so just. And I just want y'all to see how much God loves you and that his power can be bestowed upon you and that his grace is there for you no matter what. Um, I just pray over each and every one of you. I just pray that God's glory would just fall upon you. I just pray that your redemption would just fall upon this place, Lord God, that as they leave tonight, as they go into their family lives, as they go into their schools, Lord God, that they would experience redemption in every single area that they are feeling weak in. Lord God, I pray that you would give redeeming grace and redeeming power and redeeming love and that you are just falling upon each and every one of these students. I just thank you that your, that their story is important, Lord God, and that they would know that the things that they're going through, this is not the end, but it is just the beginning of their story. That you have so much in store for them. Lord God, I pray that you are redeeming any depression, any anger, any frustration, anything in their lives that they are going through. Lord God, I just pray that you would redeem them and make them whole, Lord God. Show them your love and amazing ways, Lord God. God, I just thank you, and I just pray that your protection over them as I go home tonight. I just pray for your fresh revelation to just be bestowed upon them tonight. Lord God, I thank you, and I praise you. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.